Hello, we're Faces, a Luton-based Christian and Muslim charity working to strengthen resilience within faith communities against child sexual exploitation and other forms of harm. We challenge misleading and harmful messages that can surround child sexual exploitation and other safeguarding circumstances. We offer bespoke training sessions for charities, public sector professionals, faith leaders and families and workshops for young people. Um, today for Interfaith Week we're going to be discussing a couple of terms. I've got with me uh, Sujil uh, from the Council of Masks, Peter uh, who runs a um, a, ch a charity working at, what would you say, Peter? Centre for Peace and Reconciliation, based at St Mary's Church in the centre of Luton. That's very good. And Tony Thompson from Hope Church Luton and many other things as well. Um, so the term we're going to look at is um, the term interfaith and what's used quite often now, the term multi-faith, and which is, which is best to use. The term interfaith um, has sometimes implied the lowest common denominators we can agree on. Um, and, and just working off that base can be an implication of it, but it can also be wider than that. Uh, the term multi-faith seems to suggest that people with very different beliefs can work together for common purposes. And so um, there's those two terms there, and we've got this room full of experts here to discuss it. So I'd ask, um, which term do you think best describes our work at FACES and why? Do you want to go, Tony? <laughs> I, I'm happy to hear from you first, Sir Jill, <laughs> and then I'll correct you. <laughs> Interface is all about being polite to <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you turn around and say, I didn't give you an opportunity for some reason. <laughs> thank you, Sir Jill. Um, just, just reflecting on that, Nigel, thank you for inviting us. Um, and I'm just in this room, I'm thinking about the, the history that we've had together, working on a number of things, Peter and Tony. And... Um, and over the years, I think our position very much, what you described, Nigel, as multi-faith. And I think in the beginning, when we had a lot of interfaith kind of pushed out the work across the country, and there was a real, I would say, across faith groups, and particularly from the Muslim community, there was that reluctance, I think, and reservation, because the perception was that you somehow had to, you know, water down your faith, you've had to accept other beliefs, etc., and I think it kind of pushed people away. Um, and I don't think that was in the spirit of what was um, what, what was trying to be achieved. I think for me, uh, particularly somebody from the Muslim community, is about um, understanding other people from different faiths and finding common purpose um, and common values that we can, uh, we can use to actually uh, work in the community and the issues that are impacting on us. Um, and not making people uncomfortable from different faith backgrounds, um, saying that you can be part of this uh, movement or this initiative if we all agree on things that we don't believe. So that's, for me, um, leading towards the multi-faith mm -hmm. is very much what practically we've seen organically in Luton happen. Um, so that's my experience of it. Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference in terms of my experience between us in all different ways, sort of leaders within our community and secure in our faith to be able to engage in a proper way. And so I 
don't feel uh, vulnerable in talking to, to Sujil and other Muslim friends because I, I'm quite secure in what I believe. But I know that from that place, and I have learned a lot from Sujil, and that he has opened my eyes to different perspectives and some of other people. But I'm aware of people who find it difficult are those who aren't so secure in their faith to start with. And in terms of what we're doing, we're, we're representing people and helping them. But I think the key is not feeling I've got to compromise in any way. I, I've got to be true. But there is a temptation. And, and one of the things that I have received from some of my Muslim friends is often as Christians, we're not honest. And so we pretend we're going to do something to say we're doing humanitarian work or we're doing this, but actually we're just doing it to proselytise. <laughs> and that rightly, uh, I, I've been challenged on that and I think it's helpful and legitimate to be able to do that. And you know, similarly, I've learned a lot about some of the issues that go on within Muslim communities and the, the difficulties that they have and being able to talk honestly and openly is properly motivated, it's taking each other seriously and being able to help each other in terms of understanding of our faith and our actions within yeah. that. I mean, I, I rarely use interfaith on its own. I will talk about interfaith relations, you know, because that's what we are doing. We're sitting having a relationship across our faiths. Interfaith as a breed on its own, yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been identified in a sense with lowest common denominator, with with a sense of you know where can we find common ground in what we believe, and actually coming from generally, you know, both yourself, Sujal, and, and and both of us, I think, from a from more evangelical, more conservative approaches to faith, we don't quickly give on what we believe. We 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 actually come together in rigorous conversation, not not hiding from what we believe, but in the reality of it. And and I think that's really important. I mean, for, when I arrived here in, in Luton, I mean, we were joking before we started about me being an incomer, you know. I, I think I, I learned very quickly that we had to engage very seriously with each other in the realities of who we were, and this was about our life together. It was about living together, doing life together, finding a way together as common citizens of this town to work for peace, to work for everybody, to have justice and a, 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 a place in our community and to do it well. And in that context, yeah, we do interfaith relations every day. We, we are, but in our multi-faith environment, we're just, we're getting on with life and getting on with friendships, getting on with business across our face, respecting what we believe and drawing on our common values to actually do that do that stuff very well. And, and I think, which is a slight aside to this, but something that I'm increasingly convinced about, is that secularists and secular society have a lot to t learn from this. And so that secularism would want to say to both Muslims and Christians, that your faith is great, but don't bring it into the public square. Mm. And they are not comfortable about, on the whole, multi-faith work. 
And whereas the reality is that secularists, I'm very happy to talk with them, but they have got their own view of society in the same way as I have as a Christian and Sujil has as a Muslim. And in many ways, Sujil's view of society and my view of society, there are some differences in that, but there's also some common things there, which are different often than the secular view. Yeah. And so I think multi-faith work is, is actually more subtly and more important than sometimes we realise in the <coughs> environment that we're in, which really doesn't want to encourage that. Yeah, and I think in my conversations with um, people who are from a secular background, is they're not too sure what they believe. And this probably, I'm just asking the question here, um, what do you think faith is, and is it difficult to have faith in secularism? And that means that you can't have a living, level playing field conversation um, from different belief backgrounds, because very often people in a secular society have a mishmash of belief uh, in different things sometimes. Uh, although you have your purist, secularist, secular humanists kind of viewpoint, but you've got different viewpoints within that. Do you think the lack of clarity in that is part of why this doesn't come up very often in mainstream conversation? Mm. I mean, I'll let Peter expand on that, but I can only talk about our experience. And I think, um, just taking this example here, in terms of the work that we do faces, and all the work that we've done in terms of tackling um, and challenging um, uh, and striving for justice around those people who are experiencing xenophobia, Islamophobia, yep. discrimination, etc. Knife crime. Knife crime and, and many other issues, uh, you know, the COVID situation as well. Mm. Yep. Um, the thing is, here we have we identified that we have a common purpose. Um, it's not about unity of opinion, it's actually unity around purpose. Uh, and we find very much, generally, faith or non-faith, our values are very similar. We all strive for justice. Uh, we want equality. Um, we strive for many things that are common to us. Faith for us is the gives us motivation. It drives us for that fairer society, for ensuring those people who are, are struggling or in difficulty or experiencing poverty, that we're reaching out because that's us actualizing and manifesting our faith um, and the, the beneficiaries are whatever community you belong to it doesn't matter um, that's what's driving us and then then when we're coming around the, tra the table we are driven by that purpose um, right in front of us and we have a, a common value and a common purpose at the same time because we all one thing that you know that cuts across I think all faith uh, groups is um, you know, striving for justice yeah. um, and how can we um, see what we see and not say what we do and be true to our faith um, if we don't actually call it out and talk about it. So, I mean, that's an example from the experience that we, uh, we've had um, in working in Luton. And that's organically happened because this is about building trust. Um, and trust doesn't happen just over a meeting. It takes time. Uh, and there are challenges, there are difficult conversations. But, you know, if you're invested in that, then you've got to allow any relationship um, to be able to flourish has to have an opportunity to grow. I mean, I've often said that of faces, I mean, dealing with sexual exploitation issues and so on, 
we're dealing with one of the most difficult issues in society. And if we can talk about that honestly and talk about all the real issues involved in it honestly, as Christians, as Muslims, <laughs> we, we're, we're, there are not many things that would be harder to talk about, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's particularly when it comes down to accusations against each other, you know, the sort of stuff. But it's, I mean, I find the work I do, I'm, you know, professionally, I'm a mediator. I, I bring people together around conflict. It's important that, you know, my training teaches me that it's important to respect each other's background. So that's what I do. It's what I tend to do naturally. That's probably why I do what I do. But actually, you know, our common goal, you know, has been to work for peace and justice in this town. You know, that's where I first got to know Sujul. It's where I first got to know many, most of my really close Muslim friends. Mm. It's around seeking that common goal of peace and justice mm. in our town. And what can we do together? Because the voice against us 10, 15 years ago was, you know, conflict of civilizations. That was a sort of narrative. The idea that Christians and Muslims were going to be at loggerheads forever and a day. And actually... You know, various things emerged around that narrative. And what we've done over the years is just say, actually, we have a common purpose, a common calling, a common aim in our town mm. is that actually we're seeking, we're seeking good, we're seeking friendship, we're seeking justice, we're seeking peace. And a place for everyone, no matter who you are, as long as you respect that. And um, I think we've done a pretty good job of it. I think so. I think just to, you know, I want to come back to what something Tony said, is, and it's really important about this being a learning journey. Um, and, I, and I want to pick up on one of your points there. Firstly, about your point, where did that actually come together in terms of us working together at that time? It's about, it's about 15 years ago or something like this. We had massive challenges from yeah. the far right. Um, very much the media politicians demonize our own community um, and saying that you know we don't belong here no. we're not part of this society and there's a lot of generalization stereotypes um, and you can lose confidence in all that you can lose, you can see that the whole world is against you and nobody's talking for you or supporting your view and that came together at the same time um, the year before a lot of our young people in our community were provoked with this uh, rise of our right and they were the ones that were, um, you know, were the ones that were, you know, ended up with jail sentences. Mm -hmm. And many of their lives was very much, um, I would say, as young people being in prison, is something that, you know, uh, left a mark on, on their lives. Yeah, there, yeah. You know, and, and they were responding and being to what was a threat coming from outside to the community. And the following year, what we decided to do, because we, we, know, we knew that we were being played here and people were watching us. Um, and we didn't want to respond to that. We didn't want to be provoked from that. We want to say we are we are comfortable being here, and we are very very much part and parcel of this society. Yeah, this is our home as well. And what we saw there, um, and, and it, 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 that message went through. It, 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 that message was better than any uh, you know message out any kind of press statement. When we saw our faith communities, particularly the Christian community, come, you know, and locked arms with us and said, actually, we're standing with you in solidarity. This is who we are. This is our, our true sense of our community. Those actions went more uh, further than anything else um, 
over the last yes, yeah. decade or so showing actually they are our neighbors, they are our friends, yeah, they belong here, and we're not going to be provoked. No. Um, and that was important. And Tony, we know what you were talking about. You know, you've learned a lot from our conversation. And those were awkward and challenging conversations. But you realized, and Peter as well, that actually there's a perspective we have that you can't see because being white and just um, consciously or unconsciously, you know, privilege is there. So you're not going to see the experiences we have and how we feel. And being open to that and hearing that is so, so important. Yeah. Because often that gets, excuse me for the term, quite whitewashed oh, there, you know, and, and, and that's really important part of the journey. Absolutely. And when we have conversations with uh, public sector and we talk about some of the challenges, it sometimes gets all lumped together and saying, we're going to talk about tackling uh, discrimination in terms of all religions. And I say, no, there are nuances there. What I experience as somebody from the brown community and from, this, from being from a, identifying myself as somebody who's Muslim, um, it's going to be very different from somebody who's white and who's a Christian in terms of discrimination. Yeah. And so, just two things. One, my friendship and understanding growing with Muslims was really instrumental in how I responded to what happened with George Floyd. The, the fact of being able to use those insights and lessons that I'd learned from Sujil and others helped me to represent white society in the response to what happened to George Floyd and the hurt and pain that was felt, in that case mostly with the black community, but alongside the, the, the brown mm. community. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think some of us, you know, we've started and we started off talking about interfaith and multi-faith and so on. The fact is, we walk together as friends long enough that actually we are friends. You know, so often, I mean, yes, we, we're friends who deeply respect each other's faiths in that context. But actually, interfaith gets left behind so often because actually we, we get on and do life together. Mm. And actually, that's, that's the important thing. What does a friend do? If a friend's suffering, you know, you reach out to them. If a friend's in trouble, is vulnerable, you reach out to them. And that's what we do for each other. And that's what being big good citizens of Luton means, really. It's actually, it's being good friends. And yes, it takes place in the context of our, our faith, that multi-faith society that we are. Yeah. And, and actually that's where I, I think we've got to be headed in, in British society is actually being able to accept each other for what we are and walk together as friends to common citizens and recognise that you know there's going to be a lot of things we do in common and a lot of things we do separately yeah, yeah. and the, I mean that is really important because actually, actually the term faith literacy yeah. um, and it's really important because actually we, we you know we're we have that common language in terms of our faith. And just looking at the outlook of our town in terms of representation, of the vast majority of our town identify with the faith. Um, and often what gets neglected is actually um, faith is a very much a catalyst for people doing good. And I, I would call you out if I would say to, to, to yourself, like, if I felt like actually, how are you being really faithful in terms of 
conscious of God if you don't if you see an injustice or something that's not right, and you're not talking about it. This is, um, I was going to ask the question before you spoke, Peter. Uh, what's the glue that keeps everything together? And I think you you answered it, and I think Sujil did as well. It's the friendship yeah. uh, with the purpose. And actually, you know, the proselytizing bit is really important because it's, sometimes it's about naming the elephant in the room. You know, our faith is really important to us. Mm. You know, I want people to know that. Yes. But actually, when I name that elephant in the room, I can talk to each other, you know, and we respect. And, you know, I, I want him to know the best of Christian. He wants me to know the best of being a Muslim. And, 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 and more than that, again, just bring it onto a controversial side, talking to Sujil and others, I realised that they have been inoculated sometimes from true Christianity because of their impact and interface in other places. And so uh, people who've been to nominally Christian schools and think because they've been to a nominally Christian school, they understand Christianity. And so I... I know, and I would not appreciate it if Sujil didn't want me to become a Muslim. Uh, I would expect him to want me to become a Muslim. Uh, but similarly, I want him to understand what true Christianity is as opposed yeah. to the mirage that's presented so he can make a proper decision as to whether Christianity is true or not. So, so one quick last question. You've meant the word faith has been mentioned many times through this conversation. How would you define what faith is? Because we talk about interfaith, we talk about multi-faith, uh, but we never really define faith itself. Um, I'm just going to ask that question just awkwardly at the end here. I, I, I think that faith is more than just intellectual belief so it's a certain form of beliefs but it's more than that it actually then is a whole lifestyle and actions that flow from that belief yeah it's it's the it's the values it's the it's the beliefs it's the ideas that particularly are beyond the, the rational in some senses, but which guide our life and which we base our life upon. And for me, you know, I mean, the reality of that faith is shown in the fact that, you know, it enables me to do what I do with my fellow Christians, but equally with those who, who believe fairly similarly <laughs> in many things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you've, you've very much said, you know, what faith means. Um, and very personally, faith is something that is something that guides us. Yeah. And it's, it's a manifestation. It's not just um, uh, what we read. It's about the actualization, the manifest, you know, in our actions, in terms of the way you live a, live a life that is a, a faithful life, and mm. that God is conscious in your life. Uh, but also the understanding that we will be accountable one day. Um, for how we live that life according to that faith and that's very much um, a very important part of my faith and I would say with, with other faiths in terms of that whole thing around the accountability um, aspect of the side of things yeah well thank you all uh, wonderful having this chat lots of laughter in it and you can see the genuine friendship flows into the conversation but thank you very much it's a pleasure it's a pleasure
Thanks, Nigel.